pinch of salt and laughter too. Scoop a kid to add the spice. A dash of love to make it nice. Then you got too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks, and welcome to uh, Too Many Cooks. Uh, it's me, the foreigner, and we got you guys can introduce yourself. Hey, shut up, dude. Uh, I'm small, lanky, not youngest guardian, I think. Yeah. Right. Now that ev- pretty much all the West Wings have played, um, let's talk shit on all of them. Um, we can start with what just happened last weekend, and I thought that was. I thought that was an interesting tournament, the Tundra Classic, because you got to see UCLA, first of all, but also it's such a small tournament that pretty much after UCLA lost, I felt like the tournament was over. You guys are obviously there, so let's talk to you. What did you think? Um, I think the biggest thing that I took away was that obviously UCLA is still super raw because all the rookies only have five games under their belt or five practices under the belt um, by that time. So there are like a lot of kinks to work out. I think um, what it? Sean Pogloide said like there weren't any passes in like the first eight. Yeah, there's just like no passing. Um, the first so, eight game, the first like 10 minutes looked like shit. Yeah, so I think the thing that's going to be rough for UCLA is like the timeline. Like what, I don't know, Harris, are you guys having practices over like the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so we had practice this past Friday and Sunday, but then we don't have practice this Friday for sure, and I don't know if we have field space Sunday, and then we'll have practice again the yeah, following so Friday, like, and then we have that tournament. So we had, like, three practices between Chandra and the Ant Hill thing. And then after Ant Hill, you have only a couple practices until Heroes Villains, and between yeah, that, and it's like you only have two weeks until Western, so... so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think UCLA, like, just, like, all the timing and everything doesn't work out, and by Western... Like, the squad is still very raw. Yeah, um, yeah that's absolutely... I, I, I still think UCLA is just sandbagging all of us. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, at Chandra, we were just we're just trying things. It's not like we're going out there to win every game because, obviously, yeah. like, it's a good chance to play Utah State and Cal, but I didn't care if we won at all. I wanted to play mixed set the whole game, regardless of what the score was, just because yeah. I need to see what certain people do in certain circumstances. And we have four male beaters, I need to see how they all play in a mixed set, and I have to be able to see that in-game. And so that was a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah, no, I thought that was fair. I, I just didn't get, when it came to Utah State's game, why you didn't split into the double, switch into the double male set earlier, because... Yeah, I don't care if we win or not. I need to see how Ava can beat against their double male, and I wanted to see yeah. how Ashley could beat with Philip against their double male. I mean, we switched into double mail for Stenshawn Pitch just because we have some pretty quick guys, and I think that's really important for Stenshawn Pitch to get back to the yeah. snitch. And yeah. It did, look, and it did look messy until you legit, <clears throat> you got in, it looked really fucking messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're we're doing film tonight, and we're going to have another strategy talk before, not another, a first strategy talk um, before Ant Hill. So, I mean... Because we don't have that many practices, I think we're just going to have to literally sit down and just teach and be like, hey, this is what we need to do, and that's what we're going to do to try and make up for not having practices. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can like pivot over to Utah State. Yeah, let's talk um, about I know a lot of people were high on them right into this tournament. Obviously, I think they they only brought 14 people, so like Drew, Anthony, Cam, they're all pretty gassed by the end. Um, yeah. 
I mean, it was only four games and one yeah. against Wizards. So it's not even like it's, it's not like you roster. Yeah, yeah, but that's tough games. Normally, you go to a tournament and you'll get two or three games. games like yeah, but, on, they but do like, you know, you have to think like the, the one of them was against Wizards and one of them is Cal's like third, third line, line for yeah. most of the game. Yeah, yeah. so it's not like there's like anything physical. No. Um, yeah, so I think that um, I I see Utah State as like a slightly. No, this is this is like common, I guess, like basically a step, a little step below Sam Houston, where their top line is good and solid, and mm-hmm. they can get carried by their beaters. And after that, everything kind of drops off. Yeah, um, yeah. Amber Zayner is like really good at catching, finishing, and positioning by the hoops. And Utah State's great at passing and fighting to her. But when you shut down their passing game, they can't really finish at the hoops. Yeah. Um, I think like when they run, in- given. Cam's abilities. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Kellen is like physical. Like, they should be able to finish. I think once they clean that up, um, that'll help them a ton. But yeah, I think they're still. I don't know. We haven't seen a full roster from them playing a real game yet. Like, I'm sure they had a full roster top of Utah, but no one even played a real game there. Right. But uh, I don't I mean, know. I, I still don't see how their roster now is that much different than it will be at Western. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't think anything right now says anything different than what we'll see at Western Cup. Like, which sucks, because they're doing really well, but I don't think that changes how they'll do at Western Cup. Yeah, I think they're a great team, and they could beat anyone in any one game, but any two-day tournament like Western or Nationals, more so Nationals, because you're going to have to play more hard games. Whereas Western, like, if they get lucky and have a good USQ ranking and end up on a side of a bracket that doesn't Mm -hmm. have UCLA or Cal, they might be able to slide into the finals pretty easily but any longer tournament with more taxing games is really going to hurt them yeah yeah no i i agree i think they finished second or third at western but like nationals is rough yeah yeah agree. um i don't know how did you guys feel about cal's performance dude it was the matty Ertle show was it <laughs> all, all day that's pretty much what cal's offense ran through yeah um, yeah, it was like good getting, you know, just like various people playing time, but um, but yeah, Maddie just pretty much like shredded everyone. No, she looked good. Yeah. Like I, I was talking to Elizabeth about that, but uh, she had a sh- fucking shit. Mm-hmm. She played like that might be the worst I've seen Elizabeth play, and Maddie on the yeah. other hand is killing it. And like, it, yeah, golfing class was very clear at that tournament. I think yeah. for Liz. Um, I don't know, Harry seems to be more of this, but, like, for her, like, she thrives on, like, catching and, like, making one move by the hoop or, like, physical defense, and, like, those opportunities just weren't there when there wasn't be- any beating support. Yeah. She's a really different player from Maddie. Elizabeth is never going to, like, carry the ball past anyone. She's going to put herself in a really good position, catch it and dump it off, and then play a really good defense. But Maddie, actually, if you give her the ball, like, I would trust her to go around somebody and then maybe even distribute. Yeah. Um. So... I think I think you I think UCLA the chaser core is fine because Clarion wasn't there either. No, um, Clarion, yeah. not Simone. Yeah, Simone's yeah. another good guy. That you guys, he was on Wizards last year, another physical guy. Chaser core is fine. Yeah, but um, and Ashley Gore could be really good. Yeah, Ashley, looked, yeah, no, Ashley looked Ashley really good. Looked good. Danny was disagreeing with, um, but I thought Ashley looked pretty solid for someone. Yeah, she, yeah, really, yeah, she took a couple of shifts that were too long, and she got tired, and it showed when she's playing as a double male set. Yeah, but that's on us to not pull her out. So. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, but she's a good arm, which is I think like the biggest prerequisite. It's like sixty percent of yeah. female beating, yeah. Yeah, so she's, uh, yeah, she's fun to shout out. Technical returning beta on the team as a after the MLQ season, so 
for someone who didn't beat all of last season and only started playing in December of last season, like she's been fucking great. Yeah, yeah. she's great, and she's she's still a really good chaser. And she, I don't know if we gave her that many looks in the tournament at chaser, but just to practice the other yeah. day, like if we go double mail for Central Pitch, have Elizabeth Steak, throw her Sophia in at chaser, like we're she's still gonna fine. look just fine. She's yeah. Fine. Um, yeah, going what back is that to Thai Russian? Do you want to talk about Cal's beaters at all? Oh, Cal's beaters? We can. Yeah. While we're on UCLA, I do want to talk about Thai Rush. Okay. Because okay. I look fucking ass. Like, for someone who who play, who's played for, what, like, seven years, probably at least? Like, yeah, he's never so, beat before. I yeah. mean, sure, but... This is an experiment, for sure. That's like, this is the first tournament, so we got to see how he does at beating and... Maybe we'll move him over to chasing because he can definitely be a threat there in a college game. Yeah, um, exactly. I think he's excited to have the seeker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say with with like him beating, I expected him to outplay average college beaters by virtue of having played for so long, but he didn't. First of yeah. all, rookie beaters on Cal whooped his ass. And what's what's that I don't guy's? Know if he played against any rookie Ivan, beaters on Cal. Ivan, I mean, well, Ivan's a rookie, but yeah, Ivan's Ivan's stud. Stud. He's fucking I, good. I, I, Ivan's great, yeah. Yeah. Like, he went up against Eli, and Eli does his beat for two practices. Um, and then... Um, you do look very similar, in all fairness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, like, but like our most experienced beater on our squad is me. I started beating, like, last year. I don't know. So we don't really have that much experience at beater. But everybody just, like, I think, like, physically talented. Everyone just has, like, the IQ of the game, though. And I think that's what, like, they're talking about when Ty should be able to beat a little better. Because yeah. he's played enough games and he's watched Cito beat for how many yeah. years. There should be a little a little yeah. more, yeah, like, IQ right. there. Exactly. Though, although, on the other hand, as a chaser, I think he would be very, very solid. Like, oh, yeah, totally. He's, he's big. And yeah, he can, just, like, a size mismatch. Like, the game works and he's a great off-ball chaser. Like, I think that's a very solid look for him. Yeah. And of course, it's seeking. Um, who's the blonde female beater in UCLA? Ava. She's a freshman. Yeah. Yeah, she could be good. Ava. She could be good. She just needs to learn. She's coming to film tonight, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about cow beaters. So it's just the three of you. You, Eli, and Ivan. Um, and we have, and like, another Connor rookie and champion. And Connor. And Connor. Yeah, yeah, we have Connor and Kyle. Um, and then... Uh, and then we have a couple Wait, who of female beaters. Was that the Asian guy? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, he wasn't great. Yeah, for us, we had a ton of cards. That's our problem. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had at least three, Back four cards. Back contact, everybody. You guys were the <laughs> yeah. only team in the tournament that got a card, and you guys had like 10 or 11, probably with like yeah. four on your beaters. Yeah. So we just, so that, that's a big thing that like if – it wasn't like they were like bad, malicious cards or anything. It was just like, uh, like yeah. you need to learn the rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dangerous play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I think like once we clean that up, we'll be fine. Yeah, cows beaters are athletic. I don't like with you, Ivan, Connor, and Kyle. I think you guys will be fine, but I didn't see much past that. Um, definitely, yeah. no females stood out to me. Like they could be fine to throw in some garbage time games, but I don't think you guys are gonna do yeah. that ever really, or have a chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and and all of and all of them are rookies, so just like takes time to develop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what cool. percentage of games are you guys going to be running double mail at regionals? So you're playing a shit team, right? Like you're playing a D two team. We are you going to be running a split? Or are you still going to run double in? 
Double main. Well, they always start with like Arden and Ivan at this past tournament, and then they'd switch to a mixed set, and everything would just stall. Yeah. Um, I I say majority of the time, but I don't know how much. Like, what percentage. Yeah. Yeah, but, but probably majority of the time. Because, I mean, when you have Maddie and, like, uh, we have new, like, um, freshman chaser named Dara and one of Maddie's club soccer friends, AJ, like, they're all super athletic. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it lines up with the strengths of our team. I do think it's it's kind of dope that you guys cross-play. Like, that's one of the things that I think most teams don't do is teach all their players to play all the positions. Mm-hmm. At least to some degree, you need to understand, like, yep. how to play another position. And if if you don't, then you're kind of going to suck when you need to. Yeah. And I think you guys did a good job with that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I say that the, the one thing I wanted to mention is that like the Utah State Cal game that everyone got wet off? It does not really mean anything. Like if you watch them from that, um, yeah, the first one um, doesn't really mean the overtime one. Yeah, um, I was listening to uh, like the Hoops Hops Heel segment. They're like, oh, like the first game, um, like Utah State looked good, which they did, but like it was mostly against like our second and third line. So. Yeah. It was just, like, a very low-scoring game, like, super slow, like, slow ball. So, there's only so far you can get out of range. I think that game says something very poignant about Cal's Nationals' chances than it does about Utah State's regional chances. What do you mean? I don't know. I think it shows that Utah State can take out teams that don't have good beaters, which I think is a good sign for them. I think it's a good sign for Utah State, but I think it's a way better sign for Cal, national speaking, because... Yeah have depth that can handle a pretty fucking solid top 10-ish team. Yeah, and if at least like second, hang. If your second yeah. string... Yeah, like they, they kept them in range. Right, and if your second string can do that, then a third string can do that, then you're fine. You're yeah, and that's what I was saying about... Did the third string keep them in range, or did they just not let them score super fast? Um, so, it, it, pretty much no one was scoring. Like, the third string, yeah. they weren't really scoring on offense, but like, they, they were a very good. solid defense. Yeah. And that's what we were saying about like Utah State. Like once they clean up their finishing at the hoops, mm-hmm. that's like because I remember watching film. There were a couple like just like missed close shots or like couldn't finish the dunk or something like that. A lot, a lot of times they'll have like a one on one with a keeper and choose to like shoot and they take like, a shot yeah. line. Yep. And it's like you yeah. know, good teams are just you know lowering your shoulder, like juking yeah. around and dunking. Which I find I still find very surprising about like watching the footage from that tournament is like. That's a team that I would expect to be able to at least take that one hit and, and, and score. Mm. I mean, they get tired. Those games yeah. were... Yeah. They run one line, they just drove 11 hours. But that's not going to change for regionals and nationals, so... Not really. Not against those games, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Sanford Classic? Oh, I was going to say, Wizards, anything to say about Wizards? No. Uh, nope. Wizards has, like, three promising people, but yeah, they're yeah, not... As a good. team, they're not going to do anything, but it looks decent for the UCLA program because they have like yeah. three people that look good. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, ben could be really good. Is that the keeper? Yeah. No, he's a beater. He's the beater. He's wearing tennis shoes. Wait, but, like, Ben Kevin's brother, Ben? Or is that no, ben? that's Brian. Oh, that's Brian. Brian. Oh, Brian's the yeah, same I know one. That. I have no idea who you're talking about. No, but Ben uh, looks really good. This is this kid, Zeta, who played keeper and beater, who looked pretty solid. He looked athletic. He just needs to learn the game and then Drew obviously is, is a big boy and has some potential. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the 
uh, Sanford thing. Um, that was that was an interesting tournament for sure because it kind of just went to prove that the West is gonna suck ass nationally yeah. this year. The community teams in the West nationally are not gonna make much noise, I don't think. And yeah, even, and because this was my first chance to watch ASU and AU and them, and it was very very weird to watch an ASU team play like that. Um, they were weak at Amani, like. Amani seemed to be the only player on the pitch that understood how the flow of the game went. And he, the moment he subbed out, it just went to shit. Um, and NAU, interestingly, played really fucking well because they got, they beat a bunch, they beat, the, uh, they beat Long Beach too. Which I yeah. thought was a huge win for them. Um, Long Beach didn't have Burger, right? But they had Doug. They did have Doug. Um, and and- also, Doug apparently fucking played through concussion like an idiot. I did not understand that. Because um, uh, he hit his head in the first game, if I'm not mistaken. And so I will, like, even when we talk about the finals and shit with the Gambit's Long Beach game, um, I will give him that leeway of, like, he was, I'm pretty certain, concussed. Yeah. Either way, though, a community team that thinks they can contend for, like, a regional title should not have a problem with NAU or... No, no, that game is not usable. You know what it is with Long Beach, and I've been saying this about Long Beach to you guys for a while, is, and I wanted to see them in action before I like publicly say it, but Long Beach has great beaters, and that's good, especially like between Berg and Doug. That's a fucking great beater pair, but A, no depth, but B, they do not have the chasers to compete at a high level. Like, they just don't. Like, Kyle Lynn, or sorry, no, fuck, I keep calling him Kyle Lynn. Jacob Lynn is very good, but not the best. Shea was legit their best quaffle player. And that's saying something. Cause uh, Shea's, Shea's good. Shea, like Shea's, Shea's pretty good. Shea's quick and Shea's good. And Shea's but no Shea's good. not a ball carrier or a dominant scorer. He's a guy who's going to yeah, score three games a game with a very high percentage. And a, yeah. Yep. And it was, it was sad because the Long Beach quaffle game just ended up divulging into, fuck, we don't know what to do. Give Shea the ball. Shea makes something happen. And... <laughs> It's not going to happen when the other team has control and the other team is just going to press on Shea and force him into making a move. Game over. Like, I think Joe needs to play a bigger role on the ball-carrying side, um, definitely on the defensive side, and I think Miguel needs to step it up. Um, offensively ball-carrying, at least. At least spreading the ball a little bit better. Um, but anyways. Uh, did uh, you watch the NAU-Long Beach game? Uh, I didn't watch the NAU Long Beach game now. But from what I heard and the way I watched both the teams play, Long Beach, for a team with the beaters that they have, this they play so slow on offense. Interesting. That it works right into the hands of NAU, who's also a team that plays very slow and just takes those mid-ranges. Yeah, but like NAU, I don't know. They're like... Like, I feel like Doug should single-handedly be able to just like take out all their beaters. Like, yeah. they don't have, like, I think Jacob yeah. Davis is their best beater. No, the, and he mostly plays chaser. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, who won there isn't... looks good. How are they beating teams? No, no, nothing. Without calling. Like, no, they have, they have a few players that, that are pretty good. Yeah, but they're all, like, just chasers. Like, um, you know, Corbin, right, who's their keeper. And you have, like, this other, like, tall ginger guy yeah. who's, like, a Corbin solid chaser. A fucking stud. I will give him that. Like, he legit balled out against ASU when they beat him. Um, yeah. That's the game I ref, and he, he's a like tiny kid who's like kind yeah. of brown, 
Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have bad field awareness, but other than that, he's super athletic. Yeah, but when you're playing against a rookie ASU team... Oh, you got the jack. Yeah, but, like, I, I don't know. There's no way NAU's beaters should... Like, I don't... Like, Long Beach's third line is so much better than NAU's beaters. I, 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 I didn't get it. I, I thought that, that the Long Beach game should have... Uh, the Long Beach NAU game should have easily gone in Long Beach's favor, but I think they just play slow. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't think the Quaffle line is at that at that national stage yet. Yeah. Oh, do you watch any Raptors games? Dude, they fucking killed it. They took Scorpions into OT, which... I saw that, I, like 220 to 240 or something. It was... Yeah, I didn't catch the first half of the game, but the tail end of the game was, was interesting to watch. I thought that the Raptors beaters did pretty well for playing against Paul Davis and uh, Adam Bella. Who were yeah. like solid yeah. beats. I will mm-hmm. give like Paul I thought had a spectacular day at, at, at Vicky Sanford Classic or whatever. And I thought he, he I thought he killed it. Um, <laughs> but Adam Bella was meh, but still good enough to compete against a fucking D two team. Um and uh Danica and Nathan played really well, I thought. Really? Which yeah. which I was personally surprised by. But yeah. I thought they did really well against that. What team. is what is their look for snitch on hog pitch? Like, who do they send to seek? Who beats if Nathan so they goes have to this one kid named Ibrahim, who's uh, oh yeah, a baller. Like he just goes through contact. Like he keeps spinning out of everything, and he'll take like four or five tackles, and he keeps spinning and keeps spinning. He won't score, but he'll keep spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously means he's agile enough. So they put him into seek, and he's solid. Um, but I don't know. I just I think that Scorpions with fourteen people is not gonna last at a national tournament or even a regional tournament. Scorpions? Yeah. Oh, Arden wants you to talk about uh, Luke Steining. Yeah, he's good, dude. He looks so much like you, Manning. I yeah, didn't I realize that until I was looking at him from the side. He looks like you if you didn't have a jaw. If your neck connected directly to your head with no jaw, that'd be him. Jesus Christ. Uh, but he was good. I thought he was good, but they had another dude whose name I don't know. Who was also another, like, tall, white keeper. And he was pretty good, too. So where are they on the spectrum of West College teams? Worse than Irvine? Better than SJSU? I'd say yeah, I think that's, that's fair. I'd say they should win D2. You think over Irvine? Because Irvine's... Irvine might I mean, be good. Irvine just like keeps refusing to even play. Yeah, I was like, we haven't seen them play at all, so I can't say anything about them because they're zero games, zero points. So, yeah, I don't know what their look is, but Raptors look decent for a, for a D two team. They look very decent. Yeah, I, don't know. I was I was really looking forward to seeing Irvine at Chandra yeah. because it's like right there, but I don't know. There was a lot of stuff. I was really hoping that Wizards could play SJSU at Chandra. I was really hoping UCSD would come up and get like two or three games and like try that would our be best. Because nice, it's, I feel bad for the D two side of things because they've only played like combined. They've not played that many games. You look, the top team in D one has played nine games. The top team in D two has played three games. Like that's, it just sucks because D two versus D two looks a lot more fun than D two versus D one, yeah. and it's it's more beneficial to everyone. Yeah, like even the uh, the uh, actors versus Sun Devil game. Like when Sun Devils is playing like Scorpions or Gambits, like a clear you're gonna lose game. They're not gonna try as hard. They're not gonna get as much as they can. 
But when you play a Raptors, you're putting everything out there. And I, that's why the scoreline is much better for both teams. Yeah. I think all those, all those D2 teams are kind of just, it, with the exception of Irvine, but I think all the rest of them are lacking in numbers. Like, I don't think any of them get more than 15 people out to a tournament, which is why they just don't travel that well or don't travel that often. Gotcha. All right. Um... How is it, how are they how are the gambits, Paul? <laughs> I mean Lots of new additions. I think this was this is a good benchmark. This is a good checkpoint. I think I think the West community teams are gonna suck this year, period. Um and I think if the gambits truly wanna be a national contender, this is the score lines that we needed. Um, you need to take every team out of, out, out of range. Um, and I think regionally speaking, we won't see anything from <laughs> nationals. Uh, sorry, I'm talking HBI. Um, HBI is going to be the first true test of a, of a gambit at the national stage. Um, um, and I think that's the same, you'd say the same for pretty much every community team that's going there. Yeah, Boom Train yeah. for sure. Yeah, Boom Train's 18-0, but hasn't played a real team. Real team, yeah. Um, THC has been beating up on college teams. Yeah. Calvary hasn't even played a game. Nope. I'm Bos- glad. Bosby is just like. I have to play at HBI, so that's tight. I'm, I'm excited for that matchup. What's up? The Heat Cavalry matchup. They might, they'll probably play an AM Classic on uh, December 1st. It got rescheduled. Um, but, I mean, still. And Bosnia, they've only played QCB in Rochester and like their yeah. fucking shit, shit show of Northeast <laughs> teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And Nomad's just like, don't give a shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nomad's just right falling off the face of the earth, right? No, 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 dude. I mean, like, for them, it's just like, Quidditch is not a priority. Yeah, so, like, they haven't practiced since top of Utah. Because they're like, it's just like, Quidditch is something they do to, like, dick on some nerds. And, yeah. like, it's, like, not even, like, I don't know. For us, like, Quidditch is a lot more important in our life than it is to them, like, by far. So... I think West Regionals will be fun. Nomads against Gambits. I'm actually really looking forward to this Irvine tournament. I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, UCLA, Long Beach, and a Gambits team without Tony and Steve. And, and also, I know nothing about the Breakers and without Kevin, too. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be really yeah. interesting. No, yeah, I think... Aren't Breakers just Scroots plus Duran? Yep. Yeah. It's just like, so, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be like a Scroots slow ball. Which, is which one of the Scroots... Like, which of the Scroots went there, though? Because there were only like eleven scroots, right? I mean, the ones that matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Miles still playing? From I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like the way he's involved with stuff, I'm pretty sure he's like signed up to head ref shit. So I assume he's yeah. playing the breakers. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know for West Community teams, it's like gambits, and then after that, it's like just a shit show of the Lost Boys, Breakers, Funky Quaffles, Scorpions. I do think if there was one tournament, farmers in the mix? no farmers are below that. Fam- farmers are like not there. Not I even. think if Long Beach has Burger, they're probably second there by a little bit, but not with much wiggle room. No. Yeah, I do think that the gambits without um, Tony, Steve, Kevin, and them, this December tournament will be a good like check mark for the team going yeah. into national, going into HBI. Because if this, like like we talked about with Cal at at uh, against Utah State, like if you can play against the tier below you with your second and third string and hang, your first string added yeah. on will be fine. So, so 
a string, this should be an interesting tournament. Does Grant Bulgarian then at uh, Anhill? Um, yeah, he will be at Anhill, but he wasn't so much at, at this one. I thought he this was one of the best tournaments I've seen Grant play, but also, again, you're not playing against much of a competition, so... Yeah. Um, can't play who's really. going in the beating department for you guys? Because Vicky and Ryan and Jared aren't going to be there, right? Yeah, I don't know if Jared's going to be there. Um, I know Zach's going to be back. Capkey <clears throat> uh, can be switched over to beating. Um, and Krager can beat. And he, we gave him some reps at, at this last tournament. It was okay. Uh, I mean, he lost weight, so he's, he's actually a lot more agile. And I thought he, this was one of the best tournaments I've seen him play because he's not making stupid decisions anymore. He's a lot faster, so he's not getting beat on the fast breaks. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, again, at beater, it's a different look. We'll have to see. Yeah. Again, so most of the teams we're going to be playing should be manageable out of range. So it shouldn't really matter what uh, beater rotation we play. But... It's again. It's a good litmus test for nationals or HBI. Cool, I agree. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about, other than the teams, <clears throat> was like one of the things I've been thinking about is how it's so fucking stupid that in Quidditch we have rules that are just useless. First of all, and refs will like sit and enforce it and waste time and just like make the whole gameplay experience miserable. Like. Uh, you know, like if I'm a keeper and I sub out before, like right off they score, I sub out and I don't give the ball to someone else or tag back in. Like, is that really a rule that needs to be first fall enforced, second fall exist? No. Mm -hmm. uh, headband falls off. Is that a rule that really needs to be enforced? No. Like there's rules in Quidditch that are stupid as shit, but we still as officials enforce them. And I think, like, if you look at any other sport, there's stupid rules, and some rules don't get changed, but there's rules that you can just not enforce. And I think that's a huge problem in Quidditch, because referees just spend time trying to translate the rulebook verbatim into real game, but that's not how sports work. You can't yeah. just read a rulebook and be like, well, they said this, so this is how it yeah. works. Like, that's not how sports work. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that was... I agree... To some part, I think, like, the keeper wanted just to prevent, like, stalling. So, you yeah. can't, like, yeah. But, like, um, I don't know. A lot of, like, behind-the-back contact is something that I mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. No, 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 not ignore. Just, like, <laughs> like for our chasers, like, for some of them, like, you get beat and you literally, like, touch the other person yeah. on the back. Like, barely. And they get a yellow card for a little. Like, that's what happened to Victor. Like, one of our chasers, like, uh, like he's still raw and, like, he played football. So, like, um, you're, he's, like, still trying to learn the game. But, like... I was watching the film, like, when the call, he literally, like, does that to Jonathan. And then, like, Tommy stops playing, gets the yellow card. I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. It's just, like, very count. Like, I get that it's a rule, and, like, obviously, yeah, you follow it. You need but... to understand the context of a game. Like, if it's a 210 yeah. game, and give him back to hoops. he yeah. touches someone in the back. Like, that mm -hmm. happened to us, too, and when we were playing, we were playing NAU, and it's, like, 150 to zero at some point, and, like, Tony... Like, it, he's some dude's getting tackled already, and he's getting turned in the tackle, and Tony, like, finishes the tackle. Card on Tony for back tackle. And it's like, really? You think this dude would have really scored? No. It's a game that's a complete blowout. Send Tony back to hoops. Like, do you really need to make an issue out of this? No, you don't. Like, he wants to get that game over with anyway. Exactly. Like, neither of the... Like, it's not like any use trying to fucking win, crawl back into a 150-0 game. Crawl <laughs> back.
it's just you don't like people don't understand the rhythm of a game and like the context of a game. You you can't just isolate a referee. A rhythm in a Quidditch game doesn't really exist with all the stoppages. Because like just to call any kind of foul in Quidditch, you have to stop play, talk to all your refs, see what everyone saw, give someone a card, then they're gonna argue and complain about it. And you're gonna set into the box, and someone's gonna score a goal five seconds later, and they're gonna come out of the game. Like if you have any ref that stops play ever, which they should, to deal with things, it doesn't seem like there's any rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, um, refs really do control like pace of the game, and if you have a team that's very like top line heavy, and you have a ref that stops play every two minutes, that's like a massive advantage to yep. the you know the top heavy team. Mm-hmm. It's because it's not like the. I mean, it is on the good players because they don't referee. Like you have all the people who, the non-athlete players refing the games who don't really understand the flow. So yeah, like our, <laughs> like our. <laughs> um, Josh Mansfield. <laughs> all the non- I don't think anyone cares about refing. Everyone cares about playing. There's like. Zero non-playing refs, and people are like, oh, get non-playing refs at your tournament. But even non-playing refs are people that just, their team isn't there, but they're still players. They're not, like, refs, refs with yeah. the exception of the three people on the national scale who do it because they want a ref. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, it, but it all, in all fairness, it's not that hard to train the referees, like, the non, non-playing, like, that kind of refs. It's not that hard to teach them, hey, dude, you don't call shit like this, like, Watch some footage. This is when you call stuff. This is when you don't call stuff. Yeah, yeah. but no one's out there teaching anybody. No, it's like yet. with like UCLA with our program. Like, if we want to supply good refs, which why should we care? We're not going to ref our own games. Like, mm-hmm. I have to take time out of our playing time practice to teach people to ref, and so yeah. I'll still try and do a little bit of it. But I'm not going to be like, mm-hmm. hey, why don't you not go beat instead? Just like AR this scrimmage to mm-hmm. make sure that you're competent enough so that like. Quidditch as a sport runs smoothly. That's not exactly... Maybe instead of making people pay 25 bucks on top of the 60 bucks that you pay them to become referees, A, make it free. B, make a yeah. bunch of videos about... like Instead of having a case book with a bunch of fucking red beta A, red beta B shit, have like <laughs> footage of teams going at it and be like, pause. This is when you make a call. B, this is when you don't make a call. And that's simple. Like any fucking idiot can understand a video. Oh, like the the MLQ stat guidelines are like that. Like if you're if you're keeping stats, like it literally just shows you like a five second video, and you're like, you know, this is this stat. And it's like really easy. You just pick it up in twenty minutes. Oh, oh, did you track the Guardian stats? I did one series. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, do we talk about the twenty five dollar pay to LAR thingy? Yeah, they just mentioned it. <laughs> Sorry, I was cooking. So fucking stupid. Like you have to make that money back doing it two times. It's so fucking stupid. Like, you need refs. Why the fuck are you making them pay Five money? times if you're non-playing, because it's $50 for non-playing LARs. So, like, Michael oh, Aguilera yeah. came out and helped us out of our tournament. He's like, yeah, can you just give me at least five games so that I can pay for this membership fee? Whatever. USQ sucks. That's why everyone else is doing their own shit, so. <laughs> yeah. um, is, it, is it realistic that the community teams leave USQ? Because I feel like they've been saying that for years. I don't think so. I think I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think. I. I mean, in theory, it's a great idea, but it it would just stunt the growth of the community side 100. percent Not that there's that much growth in it, but it would completely stunt it because you. It's not like every team's gonna be on board. You're only gonna really get top eight 
ten teams and so I mean, sure, isn't that all that matters? Sure, yeah, like I was gonna say the top eight to ten teams will be great, but then you're not gonna grow beyond the eight to ten teams. Well, if there's only eight to ten teams, they're never gonna play anyone. No, play, I, like, I think three if, times a year. I think if you can get I think if you can get all the heroes villains teams and from there branch out like I don't know, like in Texas, you know, Augie and Jackson Talk, talk, talk to Cosmos and they're like, hey, if we're going to do this, you want to join our league? I think they're in, you know. Um, I think if, like, Trudeau and Harry on board and, like, Dallas and Yada and get, like, the Atlantic Dragons on board, Rochester on board, like, I think it could actually happen, but, like, just someone, I don't know, Josh Mansfield had a really good comment. It was like, this is totally realistic. We talk about it every year, but someone just needs to, like, do it. But and it is a lot of responsibility. Could... Like, it is, you've got to be in charge of a lot. More than only, like, it, there's only like a subset of four or five people that could actually execute it. If you think yeah, about yeah, it. I don't think there's, and that's, they're all already extremely busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. everyone's stretched thin, and I get that. But also, for the fact that the amount of money we pay to the USQ, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the shit that happens, it literally just doesn't make sense. Agreed. Yeah, we should just work. Gonna keep paying. <laughs> yeah, college teams. Have, college teams have to keep paying. Hey, we're doing it for free, so I don't know. <laughs> you don't charge anyone anything, and we're doing fine. Yeah, but like USQ is a deep, decent amount of infrastructure that would need to be like. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever realistic. Even for just like college club sports department asks, like, what's hey, exactly? who's running your stuff, and you just I mean, say, oh, some like Asian guy named Arden up in the Bay. The, like, the way what? I see it is like, USQ plays the role of NCAA, yeah. which like, God forbid they have that kind of power. But um, and then like we play the role of Pac-12 or something like that, where we we control the conference and like you get to like have teams get the most beneficial experience out of it, but. They can do whatever they want. I don't know, but I mean, like, between WCC and, like, the Heroes Villains, we kind of proved, like, it's really not that hard to, like, competently run a league or, like, host a good tournament. Like, last year's Heroes Villains... Last year's Heroes Villains, we literally started planning it, like, in November, just because we thought it'd be funny. Mm Mm-hmm. And, it's and like, the, the fact that, like, all these regionals with, like, six months of planning have gone to shit, like, that, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, and they get paid. Exactly. That's their job, to do that. Oh, well. <laughs> on that note, um, quick plug on our college development program. We're looking for, uh, um, what are we looking for? We're looking, if you have any resources relating to Quidditch, send them our way. Um, if you want to be a mentor for one of the teams and help them grow, Come join our team. Uh, what else do we want? We, yeah, we just need people who like understand Quidditch and can like are competent enough with competitive stuff. So, if you're interested, it could be huge because it's not like a thing that pertains only to the West. Like, eventually, if we get resources enough, you can just universalize it, and everyone has access to these resources. And you have colleges that can start their own teams, become good, and it's not that difficult. Um, so, it doesn't take that long. Yeah, for the for the CDP, are you thinking just like a just just like a bank of resources, and then you can like schedule like a phone call with like someone like you to go over stuff? So pretty much the way 
uh, Jamie actually found a really interesting resource called Flipgrid where uh, we're going to have like teams put up a bunch of their information up there in video format um, as well as we're going to have like some infographic stuff and shit like that and text documents. Uh, basically, yeah, you, in theory, you should be able to land on a page, start a Quidditch team if you want to, or if you have a Quidditch team, you should be able to figure out how to make your Quidditch team good. C, free to be mentored by someone who's been playing Quidditch for a long time and be like, hey, you need to have like a president, you need to have this, you need to have this, you need to have practices like this, you need to have tryouts like this. This is how you brand. So you should be able to, in theory, go from not involved in Quidditch to being a successful team within a team. It takes a lot to make and us I'm do obviously and just salt and left it to scoop of kids to have the spice. I should love to make it nice and you got too many cooks, 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 Yeah, you guys later. See you.